0: I don't I have no idea what I even just said. Like is it okay <laughs> is that intro. we intro? Okay we'll figure it out. All right. I have no, no we're gonna idea. throw <laughs> in we're gonna throw in a hello, but who's you're starting this? You're helloing. No, you helloed last time. Yeah, so it's your turn. No, I meant I helloed last time. Did you? I think well the one that just All came right, out here, here here here. Hold on. No no no. Well that the one that just came out doesn't matter because this is coming out after the one that we No, I know, but on the one here. that just came out is who needs to intro it this time. Oh, I was gonna say let's count to three and do it at the same time. Okay. You ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Hello, and welcome, welcome to, to this, this week's, week's episode of 10 Points of Slashing. My name is SJ, and my name is, is an SJ. That worked. We're using that. That did not work. We're using <laughs> that. It was far from work. <laughs> We're using that. Listen, this is another this is another off-schedule episode of 10 Points of Slashing. This is the best that they're going to get and the best that we can do. Dude, I was not ready at all to roll yet. I didn't do any of my weird little meditation, like I didn't get to say prayers to the heathen gods, like can I just you, looked up and it you, was rolling. Can you tactical pray real quick? Yeah. All right, <laughs> okay, I'm good cool. now. We're we good? Yeah. You got, the, you got the oomph you needed from do the Demon have, Lords? Do you have my drink, dude? I do. All right. <laughs> okay. So, uh, in uh, hello, welcome uh this week's episode. We have uh, a little bit more of a philosophical uh, topic for today, but uh, we're going to start as we have the last few weeks with a, uh, a swapping of energy drinks. So the idea is we each go to the, the holy gas station by our house, grab an energy drink that uh, we think each other are going to hate or just one that looks interesting, uh, swap them and, and just do it live. So are you ready? Yeah, let's, let's do the, the full h- swap because yeah. last time we did, we just showed them to each other. we well, yeah, swap. You want to show and swap or you just want to like look let's away. just swap. Yeah, okay. here we go. I was making direct yeah. eye contact with you with me yeah i was, I like, was looking I at was your leg, leg. <laughs> i was like <laughs> I i'll try work. that next time i'll right. just <laughs> okay three right. two one uh, uh. oh okay oh interesting arctic snow cone pineapple orange guava this sounds... i didn't i didn't intentionally grab another pineapple one that was just next <laughs> one Jesus... it was What well, was next what are you doing to me <laughs> It was next to a really boring looking can. And okay. I was like, oh, that one. So the one that I got you was next to really, really colorful, ridiculous, like, flavors that would have just been hilarious. And yeah. that one, I was just like, I can't do that to him. So I wanna, as we're doing this bit, I wanna start like actually checking to see how much caffeine it has to to compare to other brands. And this is 300 milligrams, which is more than your standard uh, Miscellaneous Prime. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about Miscellaneous Prime. I didn't. He's with me every day. Yeah, Miscellaneous Prime. I think ran at 186 One, or something like 160, that. 160, I think. Yeah. Uh oh, I'm at 170. Okay, so, so you're you're gonna sleep tonight, and I'm not. No, because you swap. know you're gonna swap these. Maybe. I really wanna try. Try that one because that do. one looks this, delicious. Th- yeah, uh, honestly, Arctic snow cone sounds very enticing. But it you sounds wanna, really good. Dude. You wanna you wanna do the pop? Uh, yeah, yeah is definitely. there anything you want to say about your can before just, we pop it they, again it's ridiculous art i think yeah. matt just goes for like <laughs> like what is this little well, guy if, if in my mind if i like my mentality is i walk into the gas station and i'm like whatever grabs my attention is what i'm going to get that's fair so that grab my and that was so that brand that can was directly next to like the fruit punch like the super basic one uh-huh so that one like popped out so i was like oh, oh that huh. one because the other option would have been I, I was just gonna grab you the fruit punch and be nice today but there, there was a fruit punch one that i was gonna grab you but i oh. was like no he'll he'll the actually enjoy punch that episode yeah. next week <laughs> all right you ready three, all right three two, two one. one i don't think this is carbonated is it, it is it just like the it, i know it's the juice it smells good it smells good this it smells like nothing But that's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? It's like energy drink. You describe a lot of energy drinks as smelling and tasting like nothing. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, because at first all you taste is acid and poison. True. (laughs) Well, I always get ooh, ooh, (laughs) You always get it all over yourself. (laughs) Spilled this thing all over my. (laughs) face. You forgot that it was open and you (laughs) full like forty five degree tilt to read it. (laughs) All over your like. I did that. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, Oh, that's really good. Is it? That's really it good. It looks good. Where are we at with that? I wasn't expecting it to be. It might not be carbonated. I don't, I can't yeah. tell if it's carbonated or not. If Here, it let's... is, it's like mildly. It's it's all right. Like, it it's not offensive like last week's. <laughs> yeah, last, like last week's, week's was vile. I literally had to pour it out. This one, I could drink. I'm not going to like enjoy every moment of it. Matt's trying that one right now. Like, it's it's good. It's it's. It's fruity. It's carbonated in the same way that this is carbonated. Yeah, You know what I mean? And for everyone at home, I just held up a, a different can, but yeah. yeah. It's not, it's not offensive. How, you know no, what I mean? No, not at all. How, I just had like the harshest reality check in my life that this, this is not a bit, <laughs> this is a character trait for us because I was like, oh, it tastes exactly like this as I hold yeah. up a dead can on my desk of a different drink entirely. I have a problem. That's so good. Okay. It's so good. Hang on. I, I got to de-roast you. I totally get what you mean about tasting like nothing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just kind of tastes like energy drink, but there's a flavor in there, and it's actually really good. There's a really mild flavor. It's sugar-free, so that checks my heart. I actually ho- really, really like this. I'm good with this, I'm too. I'm good with this. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, I, dude. Your 300 right on. milligrams of caffeine. Right on. Oh, buddy. <laughs> it is uh, midnight. No, it is 1139 p.m. <laughs> Yeah, like... And I have to be up at six tomorrow? (laughs) Yep. Around, uh, about same, actually. Uh, do you have any stories? Any tales of whimsy for this week? I, I... Like I wanna leave the floor open for stories, but I also don't wanna do another twenty minute cold open. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. And I almost said it earlier, like, dude, our cold open was just the episode. Like pretty much, yeah. Yeah, no, uh I do not have any whimsical stories. However, I just wanna say huge, huge thank you to everybody that came to the community event this weekend. We uh Yeah. We got last we went- weekend. Yeah, last weekend. We went live on Discord and uh we did a cool little event that uh is the reason we're recording this particular episode this week. We're matching. Oh yeah. Yep, that's disgusting. <laughs> Dude, we're literally We look like podcasters. We're just we're wearing literally- all black. <laughs> oh my god, tell me those are These are Levi's. Five elevens. Uh no, they're not. They're like uh they're just like Levi Levi Strauss. Slim fit pants. They're not five elevens. Okay. And then just a black... What is this? Calvin Klein. Matt and I are unintentionally both wearing a black v-neck and And black black slim fit jeans. Okay. Unintentionally... We say unintentionally, but also both of our wardrobes consist of black v-necks and black pants. Yeah. (laughs) And that's like a... That is a solid third of my wardrobe like when i go to work monday through wednesday is black v-necks and then thursday friday is white v-neck okay i actually do have a really funny story yeah uh let's try let's see we're at 10 minutes let's try and hit 15 before we move in okay this is actually probably going to be a dead giveaway as to what i do for a living but yeah yeah like all you have to do is google one thing and you're going to be like oh okay that's what he does but i am going to tell this story so as i've said before i work in education i'm talking to a couple of my students the other day Mm mm-hmm Uh, I was on a lunch break, and I was on the phone when I was on my lunch break, so I walked back into the building that I work in on the phone, didn't think anything of it, put my stuff away, came back out, and got ready to teach. And a couple of my students, I was talking to them and throughout the course of the lesson that I taught these people, at one point there was a concept I was going to teach to them them, called a sugar push. Uh, Like I said, without any context, that's really weird, but the story itself is funny. So they, (laughs) I go, okay, we're going to learn a new concept called the sugar push. And these two students, one of them went, is that what you were doing on the phone earlier? And I went, what? What are you talking Mm. about? And they were like, yeah, we were parked in the parking lot. We saw you come back from your lunch. Guys, keep in mind, I was wearing black slacks, black dress shirt, and a black peacoat with my black sunglasses walking on the phone. And they were like, yeah, it looked like you were involved in some kind of super shady business deal. (laughs) They were like you were walking like with a purpose, and you were on the phone, and it looked like a really heated conversation. It looked like you were pushing sugar, and I oh. was like, "That is that is the funniest thing I've ever." That's and the then they went, cut. "They went, we know, we know how S J loves black," and I was like, "Yeah, I do, I do wear black. We have literally. a vibe. I wear all black every day in my life. So we have a vibe." <laughs> but yeah, you're the one that introduced me to the concept of of we wear black on Fridays. Oh yeah, that is a good story. Yeah, that's that's the vibe, man. Like we we were. At, Way- the drop, at the drop of a hat we're ready for a funeral wait oh yeah that's don't wait yeah that was a good that was a good little oh mm, yeah yeah hire us for your for your funerals we'll, i dig we'll that be ready however at the risk of turning this into another 45 minute conversation about drip <laughs> let's get into today's topic yeah, okay so today's topic is one that I pitched, um, and I think all of the roasting that I did to SJ last week, uh, I feel like I'm gonna walk back into myself. <laughs> we do that a lot. Last here. last week's topic, SJ pitched, and we went to start it, and he went, "Oh," and short circuited for 30 seconds, and I'm about to do that. So, <laughs> the the topic was it was like a conceptual kind of thing for me because we we had our you know we generate topics just by kind of like talking about stuff. And the the topic popped into my mind of like archetypes of vi- like video game or I guess even like tabletop NPCs like every and there's like substantial archetypes and I don't want to name any because that's we're going to talk about. That's what we're getting into. We're going to yeah. do like not like a top three, but we're, we're each going to name off like three archetypes and an npc that kind of stands out that's associated with that archetype for us yeah i want to explore that a little bit yeah too. and it's it's kind of more of just like a, a mechanical discussion you know what i mean it's, yeah it's less i feel like there's i mean i'm maybe i could be wrong but i feel like there's gonna be a little less comedy tonight and more just kind of like there's, meaty discussion dude so like matt said we're off schedule again because i have a work event this weekend and uh so when matt talked to me about this idea uh he worded it really well it was like he, he said like you know there's always the this guy in yeah. video games like, ba- this episode is going to be called this guy actually that guy. The, the ones that i listed because i picked three it's you, okay, all well, blank do, guy do you do you want to okay how do you want to structure this so let's do it like the same way we do top threes where it's you me you me, you, okay, me okay okay but you're going to talk about yours Give me your example and then I want to come up with an example on the fly that fits Ooh, yours. Okay, okay. So the first the first one that I wanna talk about is is where you start. I, I wanna talk about like the tutorial archetype NPC. Whether it be an NPC that introduces you to a mechanic of the game at one point and is just like, hey, here's this thing you need to know. Or whether it's like the, the NPC that introduces you to how to play the game. Like, it's like the first mission, the NPC tied to it. Sometimes it's throwaway characters. Sometimes it's Sergeant Dick Butt, and you're like, fucking, I, I, I kind of want to say Knife the Watermelon, but Gaz has more personality than that. Yeah, <laughs> I guess Modern Warfare Gaz was a tutorial npc yes, wow. knife the watermelon was uh, wow and then he died and he like he's a character in the in the new trilogy but yeah i guess i didn't even have that realization yeah. until just now uh, but the the specific example that i want to bring to light is a game very near and dear to my heart uh, toriel from undertale her name is literally a play on the word tutorial um, oh hey look at yeah that. and she um it's one of those things where you you go if you haven't played undertale i'm gonna try really hard not to spoil it if you have any interest in playing it because it's one of those games where if you can play it fully blind you you will have an incredible experience incredible experience hang on real quick you know who i'm about to roast the shit out of live don't you no okay all right keep talking about this game undertale that and <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where you're going with you're this. good you're good um <laughs> <laughs> Keep in mind, I am not part of the the fandom side of this game because the fandom side of this game is a lot. But it, it truly it truly is like because I play games and I do D anD D and I do that stuff for the story, right? And, yeah. and Undertale genuinely has a really compelling story. Um, but it's one of those things we go into it with no expectations, and and life is great. And it's one of those NPCs where like you meet her and you're like oh cool here's this npc and we're gonna go on this whimsical adventure and then 30 minutes later you find yourself being like i will die for you (laughs) i will jump in front of a bullet i will jump in front of a moving vehicle if you say to move a mountain i'll move to like she's just she's just you just catch yourself like i will die for you It, it doesn't there's not a moment where it's like, oh, I love her now. It's just like, it's one of those things where you get to the end of your sequence with her and you're like, no, wait, come back. <laughs> don't go. Don't leave me, mom. I need you. Like and She it's, never pops up for the rest of the game. She pops up like one time okay. if you do the, if you do, because there's like the pacifist run, there's the genocide run, and then there's kind of like the neutral run where you kind of kill stuff, but you don't genocide everything. Because one of those, it's one of the games where you can kill everything. And that's like a run. Uh, mm-hmm. There's three different endings. The like the pacifist true ending. Uh, I think she shows up towards the end of it, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's. I just I love her so much because you just get ridiculously, you just get ridiculously and unnecessarily attached to her. Okay. And I think I, as far as tutorial NPCs go, she's, like, the archetype for me. Okay, so let me ask you this. Like, Gaz was a NPC that did the tutorial, but is he a tutorial NPC? Because he he, he, grows, he expands later on. I, I would not qualify him the only as a tutorial thing, NPC. There's two things that I remember Gaz from. And keep in mind, I probably played the campaign from the original Modern Warfare, like, maybe a few years ago. Yeah yeah. So it's still relatively fresh. Yeah yeah. The only two things that I remember Gaz for are knife the watermelon yep. and dying. <laughs> okay. That's, <laughs> Those are that's the fair. only two he... things I remember. So the main thing that I remember <laughs> about Gaz is the interaction that he has with Price and it's literally like the first mission that you do as the SAS after the tutorial. It's like the nighttime raid and you're rolling mm. with Price and Gaz on the barge, right? No. Or is this No, it's like somewhere in I don't know. But there you're running around and uh You're running around and at one point you go to find the ally that's out there and Price and Gaz start going back and forth about like, oh, yeah, this thing we did way back in the day. And they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that was really rough. And just like the camaraderie they had. I think I love that. I think that like dialogue is like I think Gaz is primary function like the thing that he adds to the universe more than anything else is he is your point of entry gaz is like the first one of the first things that you like truly interact with and like i guess you can make the argument that like captain price is a tutorial npc by that metric because he also introduces you to like core mechanics of the game but the thing is price it, 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 like his character is intrinsic to the story as it progresses forward. Like you can't have the original trilogy without Captain Price. Th- the only thing that Gaz adds other than like, you know being the tutorial NPC is like a few throwaway lines of like dialogue to make the world feel more lived in, you know what I mean? So I think by that metric at the like maybe not a true tutorial NPC because he he hangs around for a bit, but I, I do think I think that is more or less his primary function. Mm. is to be introductory i mean the fact that he fucking dies at the end of the game yeah i I don't know i I if he had stuck around and like done some baller ass shit in Modern warfare 2 maybe not but like like again literally all i remember is knife the watermelon and dying yeah, I don't I just I don't think I'd qualify. Him <laughs> no, as a I I, NPC. I don't I don't think so. I don't I'm I just mean, he's, I'm trying to like I'm just uh, yeah she's no, trying to foil you here, but yeah, like, uh, no you're good. We're just spitballing yeah. here. But no, I I can't really think I, I mean, I don't know, fucking Professor Oak. Like <laughs> Yeah, he's a tutorial NPC. <laughs> no, he's do not because he's a major player in in red and blue and All he does and all he does is give you a Pokedex and bang your mom. Like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do I you guess. Think, I don't know. Um do you think? tandra it's a tutorial no because she's a major player yeah I she's know, possibly the divine in... yeah i know i know i know. I don't um, know uh, it's it's a bit of a weirder one because yeah, like gonna bookmark some mark that because some some games Ooh, i got it oh the sexy female british voice in unreal tournament 99 no, that does all of the tutorial missions there you go it, the disembodied voice of whoever it is that explains the mechanics the of deepest the deepest cut <laughs> yeah it, it's a bit of a weirder one because like 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 characters like Gaz, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. he serves a wider purpose than knife yeah. the watermelon. But like, like it's f- and kind of like what I said earlier, you know, a lot of tutorial NPCs are just Sergeant Fuckface. It's like grab this rifle. Yeah, <laughs> shoot yeah. the targets, and then the yeah. little prompt on the screen, like, press right trigger to fire yeah. Like, Toriel in Undertale, literally, like, she she takes your, like, literally takes your hand and, like, walks you through this tornado of experience as she's like, this is how the world works. Yeah. This is how you do this. This is how this works. Like, watch out for traps. And, like, she literally walks you through everything you need to know before cutting you loose. And, okay, massive spoilers for Undertale, alright? If, if you've never played it, if you have any intention of playing, please skip 30 seconds ahead. Thank you for the spoiler warning, good sir. I don't know if you're interested at all. Maybe plug your ears and go la I'm not know. interested. Uh, you have to, like, you're in a dungeon when you meet her. You're in the ruins. And in order to play the game, you have to leave the ruins. You have to go out into the world. But Toriel becomes, like, this very motherly figure for you. And she she becomes, like, your protector almost. And she refuses to let you go because she's like, you're just going to die. So you have to fight toriel in order to exit the ruins uh and the game introduces like a mercy mechanic which you have to do for the pacifist run where you like sometimes it's like it's like the run button sometimes you just hit mercy and life is fine but like in some of the really hard-hitting fights like toriel and like asgore oh my god the asgore fight is nuts if you in the asgore fight he breaks the mercy button like it's super meta he breaks the mercy button and you have to like you have to hit the attack button and then just, like, not attack. Like, it's this crazy, crazy cool thing. Hmm. But, like, you just have to keep spamming Mercy and she'll be like, you can't, like, you can't not fight, blah, blah, blah. And you just keep doing it for, like, five minutes before eventually she just, like, breaks down and, is, and she gives you a hug. And she's like, be safe. I'll always watch over you. And it's like, ah, oh, I right, love I'm gonna much. I'm gonna roast the shit out of our mutual friend here and then I'm gonna talk about mine. Okay, Oh, uh, who are we roasting? I'm just, can I make a spitball? <laughs> <laughs> who is the guy that we roast? the shit out of more sin. than anybody else yep. yes i'm sorry buddy i love you so no, much sin he is he's you're my undertale buddy i love you actually uh he is the friend that i've had the second longest uh because i met him in 2002 and i met you in 19 i met you in the year that you were born which was prior to that <laughs> is your is the first i met him in like 05 who's the yeah. first you you idiot oh <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I what thought I thought I was I thought I was number like I thought I was the third in this proverbial list of three. The way the way that you said like oh I've known him the second longest and then you said and then you oh, so okay. I thought you meant there was another one. I was like who's who's the other <laughs> who is it who is it who do I have to beat up? Anyway, this guy this guy love him to death love him to death. He uh, I've met him once and I've already I don't know him. why we all. Like, roast him for this. It no. just became one of those things, but basically, he never played Undertale. Oh, he watched, <laughs> yeah, he watched playthrough videos of yep. like every mo- moment of Undertale, and then he like changed his uh, his, his personality, I think either his PS4 or his Xbox like background theme thing, yeah, to Undertale. And every now and then when we're in like a po- uh, an Xbox party or something with me and some of the other friends, uh, we'll hear the background music from his Undertale thing. <laughs> and it sounds like Minecraft music vaguely through like a, you know, yeah, through a mic it, into a party. Yeah, yeah, So one of the other friends in that group will be like. Somebody playing Minecraft and he he would get so mad about it and then we'd be like, dude, you didn't even play the game. Like you yeah. just watched playthrough videos and Honestly. And he's like, Well, I pretty much played the game. Like I yeah. know what happens, it's fine. Guys, listen, I watched a playthrough of Halo, so I've basically beat it legendary all skull. So. Yeah. So that, that yeah. became the joke with all of us is like Yeah, I've beaten that. Yeah. The uh, if we ever do like a I'm sure we will, it's literally a matter of time, but when we when we get to like top soundtrack video, mm-hmm. Undertale easy top three. Okay. Easy cool. top three because it's the game itself is very inspired by Earthbound, which is like a NES SNES era game. So the soundtrack the soundtrack is very inspired by that time. So it's very like limited sound palette and very like you know bit cru- not bit crush. What's that word like? eight bit music or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. But it's modern, so there's like a lot more voices and there are some songs that have like scored like orchestra and stuff like that. And it's when, just so good. When we do that episode, either I say after the episode, uh, since we can't do it live, I want you and I to sit down and listen to the soundtracks. Okay, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make the a best hitting soundtrack list for undertale because it has 101 songs on it yeah yeah you're gonna need to <laughs> I'll do, that. do the hard we hitters. don't need to listen to the whole thing anyway so mine. uh yeah so you're you next npc this is just just to reiterate you bookmark the tutorial because you can't think about yes it. exactly okay. um tutorial npc and honestly i am gonna say the disembodied female okay, voice so that okay that, that is that's that what teaches you the mechanics okay. in unreal tournament okay. yeah no i'll get you a better one no it's okay with an I'll npc that. that you actually interact with but mine I'm actually going to start with my favorite, like, archetype of NPC right off the bat. I wonder... It's the begrudging ally guy. Okay, all right. Like, the guy that's with you that doesn't want to be with you, he's like, he has to help you, and it could be, like, a bad guy that I have to work with, we have to work together now to beat this other super evil guy. It could be that. Yeah. Or it could just be the guy that's too cool for school. And it's like, "Ah, I guess I'll help you guys out. Um, My my favorite trope in that genre is the dude that's so far below the pedigree of everything that's happening, and he's just done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the one realistic dude. It's like the one dude in a Disney movie that's like, why is everyone singing? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That guy. begrudgingly just like, I'm here. The examples that I brought forward are uh, the, the first one that comes to mind. And I'm sorry, guys. I talk about the same games over and over again, but. Uh, the first one that came to mind was uh, Harry Flynn, who is voiced by Steve Valentine. He mm-hmm. was one of my yeah. voice performance guys. Uh, Harry Flynn and Nathan Drake in Uncharted 2. There's a point at the end of the game where, I mean, I guess spoiler warning, but who gives a fuck? Uh, there's a point towards the end of the game where Nathan Drake gets captured by the bad guys. And then Harry Flynn is one of those bad guys. And he's just this super pretentious British evil guy. Yep. And uh, I love it. Yeah, he's incredible. I love British. Yeah, (laughs) he's incredible. Um, So he they're like, okay, Nathan, you have to go and do this puzzle thing. And, you know, Harry Flynn's like, oh, I'm going to go with him because blah, blah, blah. I don't trust him or whatever it is. So you and you play Nathan Drake. Obviously, you and Harry Flynn have to go through this series of like puzzles and platforming and shit together. And the whole time, Drake and Flynn are just at each other's throats, dropping sick little one-liners, roasting the shit out of each other. It's hilarious because very clearly they're like, "I really don't want to be helping you do this, but yeah, I, I, we have to." Like um, another example that I did was, uh, and it's okay if this is your answer, <laughs> but Crash crashing neocortex into insanity. That was that was the first thing I thought of. Yeah, I'm trying. i yeah, that's I'm literally, totally okay. I'm literally opening my Steam library right now because yeah, yeah. I'm like, "What else is there?" But yeah, no, that's listen, totally okay, listen, dude. guys. Yeah. The reason that I love the crash and cortex dynamic in, in twin sanity is because crash and cortex are destined to be best buddies yeah. <laughs> it's like goku and vegeta they are destined to be best buddies but cortex is just too far up his own ass to accept <laughs> the truth so at the end by the end of twin sanity they're like they're like a little they're like kind of buddies you know what i mean yeah uh but the the duration of that game just cortex having literally like literally lost his brain right like that was the plot. Yeah, like, His brain got like stolen that. yeah it ridiculous it's too. absolutely ridiculous if ever they remat like because I know they completely, dude, know they completely remade the original three, but if they ever just remaster one, I want Twin Sanity so I would, bad I dude. would take a day off of work to play Twin Sanity. I would take a day off of work to play Twin Sanity. I wouldn't take a week off like I'm planning on doing with Dreadwolf, but yeah, I'd take yeah. a day off. Um, um, um another example that I have real quick that I probably isn't on your list um, and this is one I love at the beginning of Halo 3 the mm. Arbiter and Chief have to work together and there's those sassy little uh, uh, like Chief says something about it, like, oh put a bullet in his back or, or Sarge says it or something and then Sarge the Arb- yeah, and then the Arbiter's like, were it so easy? And oh, they, yeah. they're just, like, sassing each other because they're like, okay, we have to work together, but I still don't really like you. Um, but I love that. I love that trope. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I was going to say the only other thing that I could really think of is in, like, the first two uh, Batman Arkham games, anytime he has to interact with Catwoman. Oh, Bat- yeah! Batman just Dude. fucking does not want to deal with her bullshit. No, that's a great example. Uh, I haven't the, played... Some- some of those moments are my favorite. Uh, by the time you get to Arkham Knight, I think it's like heavily hinted that they're in love at that point. So it's like whatever. But in Arkham City, Batman is just absolutely over her shit 24-7. Dude, no, yeah. That's a great example. I haven't played much of those games. But, I mean, obviously I know Batman. And yeah. any interaction you see between Batman and Catwoman in any media, I would say it like, starts off like kind of like, like, like that. Where... Modern modern Batman and uh, Harley Quinn, too. Like Harley Quinn has become kind of like this really weird honorary member of the bat family mm. because the joker is the piece of shit you know what i mean mm. and she's kind of like in modern batman interpretation she's kind of kind of like realized that finally mm. so she's like this like like misfit child of the bat family and she just antagonizes the shit out of batman and it's pretty good um but other than that i can't i will say at first i do not remember their names so don't grill me because okay. it's been like 10 years You're since good, i played dude. this game um, at first, um, the protagonist of Shadow of Mordor, him and the elven spirit. Yeah, um, Celebrimbor, and Celebrimbor, I don't and, remember the name of the dude. I, I want to say Ryder, like Flynn Ryder, but that's the dude. Or Celebrimbor. Yeah, that's the dude from Tangled. I don't know. I, I said Disney movies earlier. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, like, uh, in the beginning, um, oh, I almost had it. Oh, I had his name on, like, the tip of my tongue, and then, like, an angel's kiss, it just flew away. <laughs> Uh, it's da da da. da Talion, Talion, that's what it is. Uh, Talion at first is like, I don't know you, I don't trust you, get out of my body, I don't like you. Um, and then they kind of, you yeah, know, yeah. they they reconcile. Uh, which leads to a uh, just one of the craziest plot twists in Shadow of War when Celebrimbor is like, I was using you, dipshit. Bye. Uh, and then Talion obviously becomes a ringwraith. Right. I wish it was canon because it's hey, such spoiler a good story. Warning. Hey, spoiler warning. Uh, play it um but yeah no i love the, uh, i agree i love the begrudging ally trope solid cool that's then right on so that's my first what is your next one dude so my second one um this is very specific to me as a person um because it, it the original the first example i have formed a lot of my early gaming years um and it is kind of like the rival character trope, uh, the rival NPC, okay, um, immediately hyper fixating on like character action game rival NPCs because character action game rival NPCs are turned up to like 27. What is a character action game? So character game? action games are, I don't know how to describe the genre other than naming like the three biggest games in the genre Go for f- it. being Metal Gear Rising, Bayonetta, and Devil May Cry. I don't know what makes them character. Act- it's like, you know, the main character and you like, it's like beat them up kind of, but like they're considered character action games. I don't know why, but that's what they character are. Action. But in character action games, the rivals for some reason are always <laughs> just batshit <laughs> <laughs> insane. Yeah. The I, So I Googled character action games and there's a list, literally the the list. Bayonetta, Devil May Cry 5, Metal Gear Rising, Revengeance. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious, dude. Um, So the, yeah. The, it's almost what, like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> For whatever reason, in that genre, the rival characters are just turned up to 11. Like Jetstream Sam from Metal Gear Rising, Virgil, obviously, from Devil May Cry, um, and oh god, what's the evil witch's name in Bayonetta? I don't remember. is like the one I have the least amount of time with, so please go, go easy on me. Uh, if I had played that game when I was a little kid, mom and dad probably would have had a heart attack. Obviously, I've talked about Devil May Cry a lot, and I love Virgil because the way that he is turned up to 11 is that he is, like, the one super serious Shakespearean guy in the Woohoo Wacky Pizza Man game, Um, which is, I love, that's, like, a trope in and of itself that I love, is you have this, like, super silly, super lighthearted story that can have serious moments, but for, by and large, the tone is super, like, like, And then you have the one dude that's, like, gunning for an Oscar. You know what I mean? Uh, So, like, Virgil's turned up to 11 in the sense that he is just dead serious in every scene that he is forever and always. Uh, But the person that I want to focus in on right now is Jetstream Sam. So, he in Metal Gear Rising right in at this point in the game Metal Gear Rising Revengeance specifically he like he's like a cyborg ninja basically and he's like running up walls and destroying giant Metal Gear robot monster things and it's like it's super testosterone there's metal music it's fucking awesome the soundtrack chef's kiss in the very beginning of the game like these games always do a really good job of setting up the rival because in the very beginning of the game you get your dick fucking ripped off and shoved down your throat in the first three seconds of the game by the rival so they can set up that like arc when you finally beat them right Right. so Jetstream Sam kicks the shit out he, Like he, he kicks, kicks you off like a moving vehicle he cuts your arm off he fucking like kicks the shit out of you he stabs you 8 million times you get wrecked Uh. but the reason I love Jetstream Sam is the entire time he's like smiling and he's like t- shit talking you and he's laughing about it and he's like he's just he's having the time of his life this is another Tuesday for him and meanwhile Raiden is on the ground missing an arm bleeding out and just having the worst time I love that trope. Like, I love it when a game kicks you down in the very beginning with the rival character and then you go on that journey to finally defeat them. The fight with Jetstream Sam in Metal Gear Rising is one of the best, uh, like, character action boss fights, save maybe, like, Virgil in uh, Devil May Cry 3 at, at the waterfall. Because it's just, the game has a lot of really, really cool mechanics, and it uses them very, very well. And all of the bosses have gimmicks, um, and all of these gimmicks require you really have, like, mastery over one specific skill set, right? By the time you get to Jetstream, Sam, it's just you and him and an open field. And it is just a no-holds-barred, like, if you have not taken the time to master the mechanics of this game, you're gonna get your shit rocked no matter what difficulty it's on if you have not taken the time to like learn the combat system you're gonna get your shit pushed in and it's so well executed because it's just a no holds barred slog um and there's a really really cool twist at the end of the fight where you learn that Jetstream sam has absolutely no like robotic or cybernetic enhancements he's just a dude that absolutely rocked your shit and it's it's great it's how do i word this Hearing you explain this game, uh-huh. and then saying, saying things like, he has no cybernetic enhancements, blah, 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 like, blah, 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 kicks the shit out of you, rips your dick off, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then you say... Jetstream Sam. Jetstream like Sam. that is the lamest. I want you. Okay. Name. You want to play a game? Yeah. I want you to Google Jetstream Sam, and I'm willing to bet one of the first like three images is gonna be his shit-eating grin. There's like a, a close-up okay. of him where he's like smiling all shit-eating grin-like. I'm willing to bet if you Google his name, it's gonna be like the third picture. Um. Okay. So let me let me Google that. Yeah. I want you to Google just Jetstream Sam. I'm willing to bet the one of the first three, if not like five pictures, is going to be his shit-eating grin. I'm willing to bet. It's very clear, the, the picture that it's I'm talking about. number two. <laughs> Let me see the picture so I can verify the, the source here. Yeah, hang on. Is I'm going to zoom way, yeah, way Yeah, is in. it a shitty... Like, I know the one. Yep, yep, it's yeah. exactly <laughs> that picture. It's a shit-eating grid, dude. I love it. I love his energy because that picture encapsulates everything you need to know about his character. Well, I will say this. Literally, I'm sure this is a shock to no one. I've already brought it up. Uh, literally, as soon as you said the word rival character, I went, Gary... Pokemon Red and Blue, or Blue, rather. The character in the game is Blue. You said uh, Gary, and my mind... Gary the Snail. No, so, I need you to understand the absolute fucking maelstrom that just happened <laughs> in my mind to justify why you were talking about Gary the Snail. I didn't doubt that it was Gary the Snail. I just had to justify why, okay. and then you said Pokemon, and I was like... Okay, I was like, yeah, fuck Gary. Wait, why? Why?" You were were so on board. I was ride or die, dude. You said Gary, and I was like, of course, but yeah, absolutely. What has he done to you? I love that. Thank you for having my back, dude. At no point, even when you don't even know you have my back, you're like, fuck that asshole. Yeah, like I. At no point did I question it. Like my mind just jumped to justifying it. All right, yeah, Gary Red and Blue, absolutely. Yeah, Um, like it's what Blue in Pokemon Red and Blue, yeah, because that's like the quintessential rival character. See, the the only reason that that doesn't like land for me, and uh, keep in mind, I'm not trying to pull a sin here. I've never played it, so I don't know. My experience with with the rival characters comes from the newer games uh, because I've never played the older ones. You literally have to try. To lose to them. Yeah. No. No. Blue was not like that dude. Did blue kick your shit? It was. Okay. Bad. There were okay. some points of the game. They're that like were. Softball? Absolute choke points. And you like. You had to fight. To try to progress. Yeah. Like literally. Even if you like. Min maxed. And did all this crazy shit. Like. There were certain points in the game. Where you. Guess what. You're going to have to grind. In that same grass patch. Because you can't go backwards to progress and you can't go forwards until you get past blue and you're too low of a level to fight this gym leader. Yeah. So this grass patch over here with level eight Pidgeys, guess what? You're going to be there for like two hours until you get your yeah. shit up. See, that's that's the thing I hate about modern Pokemon is it's like, oh, cool. I'm going to have a rival character. Oh, I'm going to pick the fire starter. And they're like, I'm going to take the grass starter. And it's yeah, like, no, okay. No. Blue beat right. the be absolute shit out okay, of you. Okay, I'm glad, I'm glad about that. Yeah. I'm and glad about that. I will say I am – I'm going to date myself here, but I am old enough to – have played Pokemon Red and Blue at release. Yep. Uh, and it was Fucking a geezer. revolutionary experience at the time. Obviously, it was the first set of Pokemon games and it was mind blowing and incredible. And it, it just was a crazy experience. Um, my, you, so that was my first exposure to yeah. the rival archetype. You wanna know, we wanna know a really, really hot take? Yeah. I don't think Game Freak should be making Pokemon games anymore. Either they need to go back to 2D or they need to give it to a different studio because Nia- like Game Freak or Niantic or whoever you want to call yeah, it, dude. they cannot make 3D Pokemon games. I, so I, I will say this, the, there was a charm in the 2D games. There was some yeah, weird, they, they got nebulous charm that came from playing these games in 2D they nailed and it. the world feels different. Like we got uh, the most recent release, uh, not uh, not Violet, not Violet and Scarlet or whatever Sword it is. And Shield, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. We Which got and were, I there were some points in Scarlet or Sword and Shield that I did like, but I got to like a soft lock point in the game and I was like, uh, I don't care. I put it down. Whereas you you got to a soft log, but you can literally spam A and beat the game. Like yeah, no, it it was it's the water, the water gym leader. I don't know. Anyway, Uh, I got to a point in the game and (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm having trouble getting past this. I don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. Whereas with older Pokemon games, I'm like, no, fuck no, I want to get through this. I want to see what happens. I want to see where the plot goes. And it was about existing in those worlds that were in those games, and I just didn't have that feeling in Sword and Shield. I didn't care about that world. Cause it didn't have the same charm, you know? Um, yeah. So I agree. I, I, I mean, it's, it would be essentially a step backwards for them to go back to 2d. I but don't I'd, think it like, I feel like they just need to move on from the franchise or do something different with it or give it, stop to making else. mainline Pokemon games and do something. See, else. the thing is like, I don't think, cause a lot of people do tend to think that like, Oh, 2d games are like a lesser form of gaming. Um, but man, 2d games, modern 2d games, fucking rock. Yeah. They're so good. Like, a lot of indie studios have been making some baller-ass 2D games. Yeah, I mean, it's not... Um, it's and, not... like, like I think if Game Freak went back and, like, really just tried to nail the shit out of, like, a new modern 2D Pokemon game for, like, home console, like, the, the whole shebang... Yeah, dude. It, it would It'd absolutely rock. It would absolutely rock, but uh, Keep... I like... I like I like that choice. Yeah, keep the graphical development that's happened, but put it on 2D. Like I yeah. don't know, it'd be super rad. Um, it's not modern anymore, but Castle Crashers is an absolutely incredible game that is yeah. 2D that I have so much fun with to this day. Yeah, and the like, the rival, the mage, rock it up and stealing your girl. Oh yeah! Within the first three <laughs> seconds, you're literally going from a party. He steals your crystal and your girl. <laughs> Um but yeah, the rival. Um so what's your I I like it. So my second one I'm gonna go with Uh, what guy is this? The weird wise guy. So the NPC It's close to my third the NPC that is wise for absolutely no apparent reason whatsoever, and their wisdom you don't even really understand. You're just like, oh they're they're the wise guy, I guess. I guess cool. Um I feel like nine times out of ten they turn out to actually be the bad guy. (laughs) Or, like, just God. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, about. oh, actually, it's God in secret. Yeah, the examples I have are literally uh, Solus. Yeah. from He's just the weird random rise guy, wise guy that you have. And then the other one is 343 Guilty Spark, yeah. who does turn out to be a major antagonist, but just the random, like, oh, this dude knows everything about everything, and it's helping me. Cool, right on. Why is he wise? I don't know, but Avala. whatever. Um, Yeah, the weird wise guy NPC. I love it. Um, The other example that I have... Is and this this one's a, a bit of a stretch, but I think you'll appreciate the humor here. Mike the liar, dude! I'm so fucking mad you said that. <laughs> Why? So my number three, my number three, like archetype. Let's is, jump right into it. Is the NPCs that the developers put in the game specifically to fuck with you? And my <laughs> example was Mike the liar, because his sole purpose in the game is to fuck with you. <laughs> well, I, it's, it's, dude, as soon as you said that, man, I, I, I was like panicking. I was like, he's gonna say Mike. I did her. this. He's I say went to I went, mmm and Mac went, fuck. <laughs> Literally, he made the M with his mouth, and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, no. So like my third is and like NPCs that are specifically there to fuck with you. Okay. And have, have no purpose other than just being weird and kooky and like make you question your life. And Mike the Liar was my example. Damn, dude. I don't have any other I don't think I don't think there are any other NPCs. There's that... a lot, but you have to like try. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you really like. I mean it's, there's it's, like it's something I'd have to do research in, but yeah. like a lot of open world games have just an NPC that you run into and you're like well, who are you and what are you doing there and then they're just like bippity boppity and then you yeah. never see them I mean, again there's, ever there's like, like what there's like, like funny named npcs that are jokes no, for the I'm developers talking, i'm talking about the ones that will like say the craziest shit to you ever and then you like turn the camera and then you turn back and then they're gone yeah like, like the that fourth kind wall of breaks shit. yeah i yeah. love those npcs yeah uh, and I, I like mike the liar because like i only up until like i started really getting on the internet and, like, was able to, like, feed off of other people's experiences. C- context real quick. I don't think we mentioned Mike the Liar is a character in the Elder Scrolls franchise. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, Until I started, like, getting online and feeding off of other people's experiences, I only ever ran into Mike the liar once yeah I thought I was hallucinating I thought I was going crazy I thought I was like who is this person why is he speaking in riddles and why have I never found him again like until I started getting on like like reddit and, and stuff like that and people being like oh yeah Mike the liar he's back because he you know he was in yeah, yeah, he was he's... in Morrowind and Oblivion and all that I didn't know that at the time Skyrim was my point of entry for Elder Scrolls like it has been for so many other people so I thought I was going fucking crazy but I don't mean to completely derail from from your number no two. it's totally okay that's I was done with it Oh are you yeah. sure I was done Is there yeah, anything no, I else You that. want to say with that No no I love I just, that so as soon, much As soon as you said Like the weird wise one I was like He's gonna fucking Say it <laughs> He's gonna say it. I tried to keep it internal I was sweating beads And then like You, you did Solace And you did 343 And I was like oh, okay that's the direction He's going I'm safe And then you're like Here's a weird one And I was like Don't you fucking dare <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Piece so of awesome. shit That's incredible Yeah no I love I love that Um, And just I, I guess While we're here A little bit about Mike the liar So they They, they built all of his dialogue it's all fourth wall breaking things but it's said in a way that it, it in contextually in the world that makes sense for example like in Oblivion and Elder Scrolls Oblivion you did not have the option to put facial hair on your characters Yeah, And one of the things Mike, the liar says, if you encounter him in Skyrim is he's like, damn, man, these Nords all have these crazy beards. And he says something about like, in the past, I've never seen this many beards or something like that. Like, it's very like he's referring to the fact that facial hair is new in Skyrim. All of his lines are shit like that. Like, there's another one where he says something about, like, uh, why do you only have a weapon in one hand? Or why carry one weapon when you can carry two? Because dual wielding weapons was introduced in Skyrim and yeah. it wasn't in, uh, bl- or spells rather. Sorry, magic. J- using yeah. two different spells was a new concept. So, yeah, he's just, uh, yeah. His but whole he's hilarious. Yeah. To just break that, break the wall. And it's literally just the developers that are like, haha, this is going to be funny if they understand it. Yeah, um, just really weird one-off throwaway NPCs. Um, e- like every single open-world game will have one, you know, which is why it's it's much more of a nebulous thing. Which is why, like, Mike the Liar comes to mind. But like, I, if I had done like genuine research beforehand, I probably could have come up with a list. But it's just like. Every open world oh, definitely. game has, has, has an NPC that you run into that just does or says or is fucking crazy. And then that's their function is to just be crazy. And then you never run into them again. And you wonder if if it ever happened. Yeah, dude, I promise you somewhere in Red Dead one and two, there's something like somewhere that. in Dragon Age. I'm yeah, sure somewhere there's in some Dragon Age. Dude. Yeah, sure. Like, you know, those like every game, every game has like some fucking YouTube channel dedicated to milking it to absolute death. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you could look up some YouTuber for your game that does like, on this week's theory video, we're going to talk about this thing that we talked about a year ago, but we're going to talk about it again. I mean, we we say some YouTuber really venomously, but I mean, I guess... I watch the shit out of those videos, though, to be fair. I do too, also, but I also want to say, technically, we are now some YouTuber in a very m- minor way well if we ever do if we ever do this but again then yeah <laughs> i'll talk shit about it. but it's like there's i don't want to say the game and i don't want to say yeah the, no the YouTuber, you don't need to but we know what you're talking there, about there is a channel that covers a here, here here is your one and only hint there is a channel that covers a specific uh nintendo franchise and like every other year They'll do, like, the same video again. And it's like, we got new information for this video, so we're going to spend 10 minutes talking about the video we did last year and then the last minute talking about this one little new thing. But yeah. you need all of this context. And it's like, <laughs> okay, dude, like, I get it, but come on. <laughs> Who are you fooling? <laughs> I, I will binge watch your videos. I subscribe to you. I love your content, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> Like, don't get it twisted. I love you, and I'm part of the problem. I watch you, but... (laughs) At least you're aware. I'm very self-aware. My third, uh, I do have a couple examples here also. Um, So if, as I'm talking, you have an example, just go ahead and rattle it off before I take it from you. Okay. Uh, But I have the way... I don't want to take it from you. You're good. I have the way cooler than you guy like the npc mm. that exists to just be cooler than you and have you go damn he's cooler than me and like that's their punk function in the <sighs> game God. um the first example that i have this is a little i mean it's millions of people played this game but it's not as popular there's an npc in elder scrolls online so the mmorpg they made for elder scrolls yeah uh, if you go the Ald Mary Dominion, there is an NPC. He's part of the like super secret cool spy people that work for the Queen of the Ald Mary Dominion. He is a Khajiit by the name of Razam Dar, and his whole character is just so cool. I'm super fucking cool. And like that's that's what he does. Like he just is cooler what's, than you, and that's his thing. What's the name of the Red Guard? And the Dark Brotherhood in Skyrim, Nazir or Nazim? So cool. No, Nazim is Cloud District. Is yes. Nazir? he's so cool. It's not Nazir. Hang on. What is his? What the hell is his name? He's so cool, though. Yeah, he is. Uh, <laughs> fuck all those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I guess not to rehash. It is l- Nazir. Nazir. Yeah. Not to rehash my previous answers, but like, I guess. To a certain extent, like rival characters like Virgil and Jetstream Sam, they're just like heightened, real fully realized foils to yeah. your character. Yeah. And they exist to kind of show you where your ceiling is and yeah. they just be fucking cooler than you. Uh, That's until a good way to until put it. you get to the point where you are there. You know what I mean? That's a good way to put it, yeah. Um, but like so like in a way, yeah, but I, I would say that is that is it's like same but different, you know what yeah. I mean? um characters that exist i i mean i'll, I'll give you another s- I mean, example soap or like soap in modern warfare 2 okay so i one, one of the characters on my list was ghost from modern warfare 2 because oh, he's so cool he serves to look cool be cool and then he dies and that's it there's no reason for True. him to be around other than to be super fucking cool and for you to be like damn that's the coolest motherfucker on the planet and then he dies and that's where the heartbreak comes from because yeah, you just spent the whole game looking at him, thinking, "Damn, he looks cool." I think it's as like shit. it's like a narrative device to yeah, like make, exactly. make the villain more threatening. Because like, oh, he because oh, they killed somebody that's way awesome, cool, dude. cool dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. But another example, and I think this will get your brain going. Um, is the in sequels when they introduce the character you played as in the first game yeah, or the game before it? Exactly. When they introduce them as NPCs? Yeah. Soap. yes, Soap Hawk. Hawk, yep. Dragon Age, because he shows up and you're like, damn, he's super the cool. The Inquisitor and Dreadwolf, yes. <laughs> to to be to exactly in the future. Um, another really good example, and I freaking love how they how they've done this in every single game in the series. Borderlands, every single game has the group of characters from the last game make an appearance as NPCs, and they're all super fucking cool. And they they show up early on in the game, and you're like, damn, they're super cool. And then you're like, wait, wait, that one was me. I I did that. I, listen, hot take, fucking hate looter shooters. I do too. Uh, I played 30 minutes of Borderlands and have never touched the franchise since... Can't get into it. Same reason that I I can hardly stomach like Destiny. It's a miracle that I love Warframe as much as I do. Yeah, um, I'm not a like, fan like, of shooters in general, but fucking hate Borderlands. There was for me the reason that I loved Borderlands. I wasn't a big fan of Borderlands Three. I was less a fan of Borderlands Two, but the first one. That's what everyone says. it's like, oh, the first one. The it's the it was the environment that reeled me in. Because I am not a fan of shooter shooters. I hate it. I get attached. To my shit. And in Looter Shooters, you have to change your shit every time you find other shit. And I don't like that because I get attached to the things that I'm using, and I I hate that. So, uh... Yeah, no. It, it was the environment for me. It was the level design, just the the feel of the world, how I desolate think, and disgusting it was. Like I loved it. I think a, a big part of Borderlands Success Two is the attitude, like uh, the, yes. the, the the trailer using "No Rest for the Wicked." Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of like that, like peak mid thousands, like edge. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, the first one I believe was 09. Um, and then oh, was it? I thought yeah, it was yeah. like I thought it was like mid aughts. No, no, no. That's the. Uh, I think 09 was the first one. Borderlands two, I believe was 2012. Oh yeah. That tracks because people were talking about Borderlands when I was in middle school. And then pre sequel was 13 or 14. And then Borderlands three just came out a couple years ago. I will Um, say though, from what I've read and what I've seen. Um, so I've basically beaten the game. Um, uh, handsome Jack does seem to be a pretty interesting villain. He is a fascinating villain. Yeah. He's really interesting. Yeah. I love his story. He's the type of villain that I look at and I go, Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so one of the things that I love that they did with him is uh, in Borderlands 2, he's very over the top and a lot of the shit he says is cringy throughout like 75% of the game and mm. then you get to the end of the game and you're like oh he has a fucking horrible backstory with yeah, like very tragic yeah like what the fuck but it, and in the pre-sequel it's like you see yeah, it happen yeah the and end. they do such an incredible job of we love this word here at 10 points of slashing the juxtaposition oh I thought you were going to say foreshadowing no the juxtaposition of like the whole game he's just this cringy over the top I'm super evil and that's my personality yeah. trait is that I am evil and then at the end of the game you find out oh he has a horrible Tragic backstory, and you have that moment, and then it immediately shifts back to him being yeah. super cringy and, and uh, dude evil. It's really hard for me to look at any villain in a video game ever and go that they're cringy after fighting that one boss in Metal Gear Rising that's like <laughs> memes. We will take over the world with the power of memes, like literally unironically. This game came out like 2012. And this villain is like, we're gonna send memes to their phones and they're gonna <laughs> laugh at our memes and then we will use them to take over, like, literally, unironically, memes. <laughs> uh and then you go fight senator armstrong and while he's trashing on you he's like i used to play college ball like, <laughs> i love that game that game is a fever dream of epic we need to sit down and play <laughs> that fucking game dude uh, it's so every moment of that game when i very the very first time i played it i want to say i was like uh eighth grade going on high school so probably like that summer break if i got my timeline yeah i mean that game had to have come out in like 2012 let me see when the game came out Yeah, no, um, the last, the last example that I have for my, no, you're totally fine, dude. Um, I don't want to take this from you and I feel like this is something you would say. So let me just ask real quick. I I can't think of any, I'm hard blooded right now. As soon as I say this, you're going to do the thing and you're going to know what the thing is when I say it. And, uh, 13, I was right. So, so uh, way cooler than you. Way cooler than you. As soon as I say the name, you're going to do the thing and you're going to be like, fuck yes. Um Solaire from Dark Souls. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. His only function is to be cool and lovable in this horrifying world. He is he is literally a fucking care bearer in the middle of like he's the only pure thing in a filthy world. (laughs) Love I love Solaire. You're absolutely correct. (laughs) Uh so yeah, it came out in twenty thirteen. So I I was going into high school, and every moment of that game, I was like, "Huh? Yeah, what?" (laughs) I will say the soundtrack mm -mm, so good. There's nothing better than trashing on over-the-top personifications of like mainstream culture with like metal music in the background. (laughs) Red Sun is such a good boss fight song, dude. It's and it it plays when you're fighting Sundowner, I think, because all the all the villains are named after like. Winds, so there's jet streams and there's sundowner. There's oh, are those different kinds of winds? I guess are there diff There are different kinds of winds that have different kinds of winds. Yeah, well, like a jet stream, you know. I don't know what a jet stream is. Monsoon, I think, is one of the one of the villains. I think monsoon. Like how how there's different kinds of clouds, like cumulus, cumulus, and cumulus other yeah tuberculosis cumulus, ad- <laughs> cumulus yeah. adjacent yeah. arthur <laughs> don't say tuberculosis <laughs> i'm gonna cry yeah no solare slayer is a solid solid pick yeah. um i mean if we're dipping into D galahad mm-hmm. exists solely to be fucking cool so it can be uh just quick question it can be one of the archetypes that we've talked about or it can be like a, an archetype that maybe like you think of as i ask you this question okay. i know i know that this is this question is really inside baseball um but who is your favorite archetypal npc that i have made no not really that's fine okay i was just asking yeah no no worries um okay well um i yeah, I mean, I, I, I we kind of like it's gonna get cut out, but we, we did say that we weren't gonna like rush the ending of this. Uh, we were just gonna kind of let it happen, but like, feel, we're we're, feel like we're we way that too wall. good at this. I like, feel like we hit that wall, dude. We just naturally got to the point where we're like, yeah, okay, it's it's an hour, okay, right on. Um, yeah, no, no. I, I just want to point something out real quick. Yes, this is the tenth episode of Ten Points of Slashing, so it's kind of a, it's a bit of a milestone for us. Yeah. Um. So that's super duper cool. Thank you to everyone who's followed along with us on this ride. And also thank you to people in the future who are listening to this episode in like 2025 because we've got like hundreds of episodes and they're like, oh, I'm gonna go back and listen to the original ones. Thank you future people who may be currently listening to this. When we get when we get to like upwards of like 30 or so episodes, I would love to go back and listen to the first one cringe yeah i haven't heart. listened to it a single time i, I think not. by by the recording of episode three both of us were like okay we're kind of in our flow here and the first episode sucked ass like we didn't have a flow at all yeah well I, that's that's how it is with every creative project it's we it's should always do rough that at the beginning we should do that with episode 50 we'll we'll release a supplemental thing of us listening to the first episode and our live reaction to it Yeah, it will be heavily cut down <laughs> but, yeah we we could do that or like at the end of season one, which, you know, I guess yeah. the end of this year, but yeah. ugh, ugh. Yeah. Just anyway, thinking, thinking about it makes my skin crawl. That's how it is with every Yep. Know, yeah. Yeah. But no. Anyway, yeah. That's a huge milestone for us. So yeah. Again, thank you guys. And thank you future guys and gals. So thank you to the future editor of this podcast. So I don't have to listen to my own voice and Esther's voice. Yeah. For real editor. If you're listening, holy moly, we appreciate you. If only I could afford an editor right now, dude. Holy shit. <laughs> It's like, you know, it doesn't bother me. And, like, I'm a, I'm a very, like, I'm like a dragon with a h- hoard of gold. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I take a lot of pride in, in the work, but uh, I hate hearing my own voice. <laughs> it's a lot of work. A lot of work. No, it's not. It's not. Eh. It's easy work. It's just long because it's an hour long. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, if, if, if it was, like, a 10-minute video, I'd be done in, in minutes because it's just editing out, like, silence and taking chunks out and stuff like that. But. This we episode, could do a behind the scenes episode. Someday. This this is the behind the scenes episode. I was just gonna say this episode more than any other episode has us just bullshitting about like <laughs> what <sighs> happens behind the curtains. This, is, this rough. is funny. Yeah, dude. We we really need to I feel like like every other month so that way it's not super consistent. Every other month we need to do an off schedule recording because the energy is always so weird. It's so weird, dude. It's like so it's weird. not bad. It's not bad, it's just very it's just weird. weird. Yeah. Our, our I thought is... you were getting ready to say once a month we should. Take take a weekend off because it's (laughs) no I mean I I was like like, dude I feel like our pace is okay yeah no me too and we still have we have so many ideas still yeah yeah no I like I like the off cycle episodes because they're just so fucking weird yeah (laughs) yep I was not prepared when you started that I literally I was looking straight down just talking about whatever bullshit I was talking about I I didn't and then I look up and I see it rolling and I'm like oh my god I, I didn't hit record to like indicate that we were starting like i just like you know yeah, i yeah. just hit it to hit it but like i'm definitely gonna make the intro the intro is gonna be rough for this one, right? <laughs> it's gonna be funny uh but yeah thank you guys see how I make that work <laughs> <laughs> thank you one and all yeah for listening to 10 points of slashing the podcast where we i lost it dude i don't even know what you were going for i don't know what you had to lose. i was trying to say the thing we always say but different can you tell thanks be her? to Oops. you fair listener for enjoying the audio sensation that is our podcast 10 points of slashing verily verily Zoons, i am your <laughs>
1: shut <laughs> up <laughs> no
0: <laughs> <Zunes>. <laughs> Fucking Zunes. i right. be your co-host sj and he be your co-host. I got nothing, dude. This is bad. <laughs> are we cutting this or are we leaving this in? I don't, you, you make that decision, All Matt. Right. You make that call. You're the editor. <laughs> can bring it bring it home. Thank you guys so much. Uh, this has been wonderful. This is a cool little, little side topic we got that turned into a full episode. So thank you guys for sticking through this. It was a little bit of nonsense here, but uh, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, off cycle episodes are the best. Right on, man. Well, we are ten points of slashing. I'm SJ. I'm Matthew. And thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye.